Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Sweeney. 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 I still can't believe they did my guy Dave Matthews like that, even though he wasn't on my top five uh, Spotify playlist. I said I got crushed for that. I own that. I will forever own that. So, you know, but uh, we are now joined by uh, my New Year's Day friend, Pete Sweeney. Mr. Pete, how are you today? Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. What's going on? Not much. Just, uh, you know. Being a local star in this city, trying to be like you, man, just trying to do radio and TV every single day of my life. Maybe one day I'll get there and I'll be as good looking and as popular as you. You know what? That at least gives you something to to seek and and, and reach reach to. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't completely fill my task today. As uh, you know, what we were talking about I couldn't do it because a certain somebody wasn't there. So uh, to be continued uh, when we go back, and uh, we'll stay on that watch <laughs> alert that we were on. So uh, you know, good. It, it is what it good. is, man. Uh, what you Listen, yeah? Go ahead. You gotta no. You you know you gotta you gotta have aspirations when when you go to the local TV station, and I and I appreciate that about you. Yeah, man. You know me. I've always got a couple. You know, I've always got a couple bullets in the chamber. You just never know when they're sure. gonna get fired. That's right. Sure. What'd you think of the uh, What'd you think of the Pop Tart mascot last night? <laughs> Did you love it too? I thought it was perfect for the job. I mean, I yeah. I think I think. The mascot did the job for sure. Yeah. Um, so we move on. You're the Chiefs guy. You're the guy that everybody listens to in this city for Pete's take. You got, you know, Arrowhead Pride Radio, Arrowhead Pride, yeah. Chief Editor, all that jazz. Uh I loved Jamar Chase's comments yesterday. What did you what did you like or dislike about it? Yeah, I mean, I always like when there's a little bit of WWE as mm-hmm. the NFL. It just gets extra eyeballs uh on the game. I mean, he, he is somebody who doesn't like the Chiefs very clearly. The, the Chiefs are the Bengals' number one. It's a good place to be. You know, I think nowadays with the Chiefs struggling, we forget that this is everyone's it game. Like, they have it circled on their calendar. It's a lot of teams it game because they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. And so he has that fire. He wants to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think as uh, someone who loves uh, a little bit extra when it comes to the storylines, right, we're all in the media here. Uh, it sh- it should add a little bit of fire. It should add some extra eyeballs to the game on Sunday. Yeah, and speaking of those extra eyeballs, this is the Friday edition of practice, and you and I talked Wednesday night about this. Yeah. All of our attention is on a calf, um, and that calf belongs to yeah. number 38, Legereus Sneed, because I would assume, and again, I, I know what happens when you assume, uh, I would assume that Jamar Chase is playing, and if he is right. playing and Legereus Sneed is not, 
Uh, that is one less all-pro corner to go against those two duo that duo in Cincinnati. So, uh, Legereus Need, you'll be uh, you'll be fully focused on that, I'm sure, today at practice. See what his availability is when he gets credit for uh, when he gets in that game. Hopefully, against Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm on my way out there. We'll see if he's practicing. I, I'd imagine he would at least want to try to get a limited practice in if he's going to be able to go. Steve Spagnuolo was uncertain, but. That's the most important part of the game right now. If there's one thing that you could say positively and have confidence uh, in right now about the Chiefs, it's the defense, and particularly Legereus Steen and his ability to shut down the opposition's top weapon. And should Chase be able to go and Snead not, that right now uh, is really the worst-case scenario for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no other way to say it. So, you know, we're hoping that Snead is okay to go and, we should find out in about 45 minutes here when we go out to practice. So uh, check uh, whatever you want to call it, Twitter, X. Uh, I will have the update. Um, the reason I think I also, as we go back to the Jamar Chase comments, I think the other reason why I like it is because I think we can all agree that last Monday, or I guess this past Monday, was more than likely rock bottom. And mm-hmm. a team that is, you know, beat up and down and trying to prove all the narratives wrong that we're not, you know, crybabies, that we're not pouting, that there's no accountability, that no one on this team has, yeah. you know, any respect for whatever. And then these sort of comments come, but they don't come towards the offense. They go towards the defense, which is the number two defense in the league. The number, you know, number one corners, I think, in the NFL have you got one of them that may not play or may play that hasn't allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver. And I would have loved it even more if Jamar Chase would have said something like, well, we're going to have their quarterback and tight end pouting again. But again, it was just shot after shot after shot to the defense. And now that kind of gives me that, like, you never want to wake up a sleeping bear. You never want to poke, you know, yeah. the monster. And, and and maybe that's something the Chiefs have needed, Pete, because no one's really taken shots at the Chiefs this year. No one's really been like, yeah, they're not the same Chiefs. We're not afraid of these Chiefs. The only shots we've seen is last weekend, or I guess last Monday, the the cigars, the stogies, and the rap music in the locker room for the for the Raiders, and then this week Jamar Chase, and what a better time to poke the bear! Right, and yeah, I think there is a, a theory to it where you know maybe the Chiefs need a little bit uh, of that to remember who they who they are in a sense. Uh, you know, put the target on their back. Uh, you know that this will get to the locker room. A lot of times, the Chiefs won't necessarily feed into what is the back and forth through the media, but. They for sure hear it. I, I remember leading into the Chiefs-Bengals AFC title game last year. Chris Jones, I think he said Burrowhead three times in his presser. Not really feeding into it exactly, but just letting people know that they've heard the noise. And it just seems like the Bengals never learn. Uh, and it doesn't matter uh, that they don't have a quarterback right now um, or, you know, their starter. I know that Jake Browning has been good, but uh, at the same time, they're not full strength. And you would think that they would – not want to, as you mentioned, poke the bear, but they have done it, and uh, we'll see if the Chiefs can respond. I, I tend to think uh, they're going to be even more motivated than they otherwise would have been, just uh, given the fact of, of the circumstances of, of a must-win game. Yeah, it's pretty wild that Cincinnati, Kansas City, uh, kind of polar opposites in their last four games. The Chiefs won in three, Cincinnati three and one, with wins over Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Minnesota, and then they lose to Pittsburgh last week, uh, pretty bad, thirty-four to eleven, and now they'll play the Chiefs in a Week Seventeen game. We had this conversation earlier, uh, Drew and I. Are you yeah. are you pro putting this game in Week 17? And I know two years ago they had this game in Week 17, and it, it kind of spiced up what would be a playoff matchup and then ultimately not a good one for Kansas City. But I feel like this game has to be played in the future 
pre-week 10 or no, not any later than week 10 because of what the NFL is with injuries and the possibilities of, of everything that can, can end at the end of the season. Whereas in the first 10 weeks, you would think that with the rosters these two teams have, both are still in it. Both right. are still, you know, thriving or figure everything out. Right now you have a week 17 game. There's no Burrow, so that kind of deflates it. Uh, Jamar Chase hurt last week. That kind of deflates a little yeah. bit to see if he's going to play. So would you rather this game stay late in the season, week 15, 16, 17, or would you rather it be pre-week 1 through 10? I like this game where it is. I mean, it's hard for the NFL to predict what is going to happen throughout the course of a season. I mean, look at this season and there's no um, greater evidence of that. You know, that being said, uh, yeah, you wish it was a full strength game, right? Um, You know, the NFL has to take their darts where they may. And sometimes the games are too early. Like, uh, you know, you get a matchup of two AFC contenders and you don't really know what the impact of the game is going to be. And, you know what? Uh, yes, uh, they don't have Joe Burrow, and the rosters are a little bit different right now, but it really means a lot to the teams. We thought it would be right now Chiefs-Bengals for the top of the AFC, where both teams really need this game to feel good about themselves, A, to make the playoffs, and B, to have confidence going into them. And so there is added meaning, I think, by it being uh, so long and, and later in the season, but just not the meaning that we thought it was going to be uh, when the schedule came out, for sure. Uh, what is a matchup you're looking forward to on the offensive side for the Chiefs and then maybe one on the defensive side for the Chiefs as they play the Cincinnati team that is one win behind Kansas City at 8-7, and seven, Chiefs 9-6? and six. Yeah, Trey Hendrickson versus the offensive line. The offensive line had their worst game of the season. There's no question about it. Uh, that's an objective viewpoint, uh, you know, heading into this game. And so they need to be better from the first snap onward. Uh, and if they're not, the Chiefs aren't going to do anything this year. Uh, you know, I, I have been positive all year, but I can tell you with absolute certainty that if the Chiefs offensive line performs like it did last game, the Chiefs aren't doing anything. I mean, they really aren't. So uh, that'll be apparent, I think, early on. And I, if if they can have success and give Patrick Mahomes more than, you know, one or two seconds of worth of time, then maybe you have a ball game. But Jake Browning has proven that he's good enough to as long as the defense is playing well, win a football game. And so the Chiefs shouldn't take the Bengals lightly. I I don't know how they could, just considering how they played against the Raiders in in a loss against a team that they were better than they should have won. And so that, to me, that that trenches matchup offensive line versus the uh, defensive line of the the Bengals is going to be key here. Once again, we're talking to Pete Sweeney, presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping Kansas City sports fans with all of their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results, that's Mark Ferguson. Pete, you've been hot on the gambling world these last couple days. Uh, <laughs> over under 50 snap counts for MBS. I think it's under. Uh, I think you got to stop playing Marquez Valdez scaling. I mean, mm. I, I really do. Uh, you know, you have given him ample time to kind of shake free, to kind of develop that rapport with Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't trust him. I mean, that's become clear. If you play more than 60 snaps and you receive one target and you don't have any catches on the day, um, the, the quarterback doesn't want to throw the ball your way. And it, it's Patrick's world, right? Like, we're all living in it. you got to put other receivers out there that he has uh, a better trust in. I, I do wonder if McCole Hardman is activated for this game. He's logged two full practices this week. I mean, I know that Hardman is Hardman, but Mahomes knows uh, McCole Hardman and, and has trusted him in the past. So I wonder if he gets in the mix. I also think Rasheed Rice is the guy, and you've seen that they have trust in Justin Watson to actually – know the playbook and execute the plays the right way and, and Richie James had an uptick in, in snaps and he actually 
If there's one bright side, I think, to last game, it's that in the limited opportunities, the added opportunities, Rich James looked pretty good. So I look for Marquez Valdez-Scantling to be buried in a sense when it comes to the snap counts in this game because uh, it doesn't take a football mind to see that, uh, he, you know, he's just not it at this stage. The Chiefs need to try something else. And so I see them going in another direction, yeah. Give me a three-leg parlay to bet on Sunday with this game. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm going to go Chiefs money line. I don't want to don't want to mess with the spread. I don't really know how that uh, that is going to go. Uh, and and I've seen too much of Patrick Mahomes uh, in the past. You know, coming off losses, I know it's been a different year uh, for him not to have success in this game. So give me the over on Mahomes yardage, the over on the touchdowns. I'm sure it's one and a half and a Chiefs victory. Mm, I almost want to like sprinkle in, which means I'm getting greedy to add a fourth leg to it anytime Kelsey right. touchdown. Yeah, why not, right? You know what I mean? Uh, been, you know, he's going to be angry entering this game. We have seen the palpable frustration. These are still two Hall of Famers, despite what we've seen recently. And mm-hmm. so they're going to snap out of it sooner rather than later. So add in the Kelsey touchdown. That's a nice four, four-leg four parlay that, that should be good for you. That's your swing parlay for uh, New Year's Eve. So if you hit that, you can pop some bubbly because you have <laughs> Moneyline Chiefs, over one-and-a-half touchdowns Mahomes, over his yardage, which will probably be 265-and-a-half, somewhere around there, and then also a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Pete, speaking of New Year's Eve, do you have any New Year's resolutions moving forward into into uh, 2024? Yeah, I've said this before on the radio, but I'll say it again. For the for the mm-hmm. 10th year in a row, I'm going to try to lose weight. Uh, you know, I, I think that that is big. And uh, my second and more important resolution is to do more more radio with you. I mean, we need to be on the, the air more together. I mean, it's just magic whenever that happens. So uh, That's very kind you know, of you. I'll pass that along to the boss man, Stephen Spector, as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you're way more credible in this town than I am. So if you <laughs> say something to Steven Spector, then that means there's probably a little bit more truth to it than me going, come on, boss. Where's it? Where's it at? He's like, you're annoying. Keep doing after hours. Um, no, yeah. uh, they take me seriously everywhere, but the Fox four meteorology department, which is where, you know, you should really shine it. I think I'll tell you what, I'll let you know when it's sunny and no chance of rain. Cause it'll be a very bright, warm day <laughs> when that happens, Pete. Uh, no man. All right. in, in all seriousness, man, I appreciate all the time with me that you give. And I hope that you have a great game on Sunday. I hope you can have some fun with the lady on new year's Eve. I don't mean that in a weird way. I just mean that in a good yeah. couple's way. And also uh, keep being you, man. And we'll, uh, we'll keep pounding this thing out until, uh, until the cows come home, until they don't let us do it anymore. And I really do appreciate all your time. Yeah, I think Andy's going to give me some time at running back today. So maybe I'll, I'll have a role in that game more than just writing the press box. So. Fifth leg, Pete, anytime touchdown. <laughs> there you go. All, All right. right, man. Take care. Happy New Year. That is Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Um, Great source of all your information, and he is also presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping Kansas City sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results, that's Mark Ferguson. Speaking of Pete Sweeney, I'm sure he will make an appearance on January 12th. Why January 12th? That's a random date. I'll tell you why. January 12th, we're doing a uh, playoff Pilsner release again, our third annual one. I'll be hosting again. I'll be live there uh, starting at 6 o'clock, doing after hours. The entire 610 sports staff will be present as well. Uh, it'll be at Center Block Brewery on January 12th at 6 p.m. So come out, say hi, uh, give us, you know, all your sports takes. You can, you can trash me for my music takes if you want. That's totally fine. You know what I mean? Drew, you've never done a Center Block Brewery release, have you? I have not. This will be the first one. It is definitely fun. I don't know how close you live, but if, uh, you know, you plan on having a fun time, I don't know how, you know, married couples do things. I know there's a few that I'm friends with that'll do the whole 
yeah, the wife's not going to drink tonight. She's going to let me have my fun. She's going to drive. And then the next time you guys go out, it's, you know, yeah, the husband said he's going to, you know, only have a few. And then there's other couples that are like, nah, man, we just Ubered. We're going to let loose. Like, like Rob, he's that couple. He's like, yeah, we Ubered here. <laughs> We're getting after it. I didn't know what side of the fence, you know, you guys uh, play. But I, I have, I have friends on both that are like, yeah, wife doesn't really care about drinking tonight. She's going to hang out, have maybe like a glass of wine or, you know, oh, uh, you know, whatever. And then we're going to get out of here and you know, whatnot, but, uh, it's a vibe check for us. We'll, yeah. we'll see what it's like. Yeah. So you can just leave the car. Yeah. So you're okay. Have you been to chicken and pickle yet? No. When it gets warmer, you should definitely check that place out. It's right next to center block brewery, but, uh, yeah, center block up is there a, by, uh, shields and, uh, is it up there by shields or down there? By down there, I guess. Yeah. Or is it up North? I guess it's North. I don't is, know. is it North? I don't know directions. I didn't okay. get my, uh, Eagle scout badge. <laughs> I didn't do Boy Scouts at all whatsoever, so. Yeah, I never did either. Don't trust me for. Like, uh, three of my friends directions. are Eagle Scouts. My stepdad's an Eagle Scout, and then I can barely change a flat tire. I am going to be wearing uh, the Chiefs uh, quarter zip that Gold got me. Oh, for Christmas? For Christmas, yes, oh. to that party. I feel so. like Gold should get me something for Christmas because I'm always filling in for it. I'm just kidding. I love it. I'm I'm getting a gift by being able to do this. Uh, uh I am going to wear a Bengal shirt underneath it, though. Oh, you are? Look. Look. Come on. Okay. Chiefs okay. gear? Uh, on red? I don't know if I look that. I don't look yeah. good in red. It's all good. Oh, man. All right. Let's get into the trash of the day. Is that when we do this? Oh, uh, yeah. Am I doing this all right? Trash of the day. All right. Um, let's see here. My trash of the day, it's real easy. It's what Bill O'Brien said to... Mr. Milrow at Alabama. Um, I'm not a fan of Bill O'Brien. I've never been a fan of Bill O'Brien. And, you know, he just kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And if you miss what, what, what Jalen Milrow said that Bill O'Brien told him, here's the audio. Shoot, you know, all my life, even when I was in college, shoot, my own offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, told me I shouldn't play quarterback. So, you know... There's a lot of things I can, you know, have motivation on, and that is something I have motivation from. What was your reaction to Bill O'Brien telling you that you shouldn't play quarterback? Do you remember how you felt when he said that? How would you feel if I told you you suck? I wouldn't like it. Okay, then, so that's, that's exactly how I felt, you know what I'm saying? So, like, biggest thing for me, be true to myself and, you know, be, stay the same. You know, nothing changed about me. Only thing that changed me about was I had the opportunity and I seized it. And so, uh, for me, you know, the biggest thing was just uh, stay true to myself and, uh, you know, add a bigger purpose to anyone's opinion. Is there a position he wanted you to play or said you should be this position or that position? Or he I mean, he, he, I mean, he told me there's a bunch of bits that I could have switched to, but look where I'm at right now. So, I'm saying, so who gets the last laugh? If anything... Jalen Milrow should have said, you know what Bill O'Brien can do? He can blow his nose and wipe his ass at the same time. Now, that's a line from uh, me, myself, and Irene whenever he gets a chin job and he's got the, like, Tom Brady hole in the chin. But here's the thing. Bill O'Brien, this has been stored away in Milrow's mind for years. And I love, love the reporter's question of how that make you feel. And he goes, what if I told you you sucked at your job? Would you like it? No, I wouldn't. Well, then there's my answer. And I think this is interesting. And we'll get into college football playoff a little bit later on the show because coming up next is the Chiefs Red Half Hour that we love to do every single day on this show of Cody and Gold. But I'll tell you this. 
Since Milrow threw that ball against Auburn. That was a dime, too. Fourth and 25. Everyone had been dogging that guy's arm all year, which may be fair criticism. I don't watch a ton of Bama games, even though they're always 2.30 on a Saturday, but sometimes we're the side gig, can't catch the whole thing. But he throws a dime in desperation of the season on fourth, and I think it was 25 or whatever. I think it was 30. Uh, was it 30? Even. I think fourth it was, 31? I think so. Fair enough. 25 or more, right? And, a mile, yes. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you have this heroic moment. And I'm not saying that it's going to affect him in the long run, but it makes you think that, like, maybe when stuff like that happens, there's a trigger, right? There's something that made him kind of see things differently, put that ball in a window and a bucket on a dime for a player in a, in a desperation moment. And then you hear this audio of, like, well, Bill O'Brien said I shouldn't be a quarterback. And Bill <laughs> O'Brien, you know who Bill O'Brien is? He's the office coordinator for the Patriots. You know who needs to check themselves? Bill O'Brien. You know why? Because Bill O'Brien sucks at everything he does. He ruined the Texans franchise. He traded one of their best players mm-hmm. for a garbage player at the time when it came to the trade. David Johnson was good. Traded him for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins for that. DeAndre Hopkins at the time, in my opinion, at that moment, was the best wide receiver in football. Now, there's a lot of people that have been like, dude, Julio Jones is way better. No, no, no. Not at that time. DeAndre was that dude. At that time. And you traded him for a 30-year-old running back, ruined that franchise. Oh, by the way, caused the team to run out of fireworks because you couldn't hold on to a 24-7 lead. Bill O'Brien, not only are you trash of the day, you're ass of the day. Bill O'Brien is not a nice guy. I've never liked Bill O'Brien. I don't trust the guy. And then you're giving fuel to a fire. Go knock the world on its axis out there, Milrow, and just go beat Michigan, which I'm sorry if you're a Michigan fan, Vern, but go out there and you know what's going to happen. We know now that Alabama got their foot in the door, once the foot's in the door and Saban, do you remember this? You remember Saban last year when he's sitting on the college game day desk at the end of the national championship game? Uh, and, and they said, Pollock. and they go, George is now in the standard in the SEC. That's right. And Saban's face melted like that dude in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they opened it up at the very end. The offense looks a lot better with Tommy Reese as uh, O.C. Just saying. And not uh, who? Billy O'Brien. Oh, and the Patriots offense sucks. Yeah. Terrible. One of the worst in the league. Like the only one I think's worse is probably one that has a rookie quarterback and plays in Carolina. No, I think that offense is even better yeah. based on the last two weeks. Yeah. It's the Patriots. Bill O'Brien's just not that guy. Like he's the guy that when you have the gathering at the house and somebody, and he calls everyone hits the silent button, not the F U button, not the one that goes straight to voicemail, but the silent button on the side where you're like, Oh no, I'm not going to call this. Oh, I don't know, know what that conversation was like. Did, like, did he say like, Hey, Jalen, uh, you know, have, have you thought about changing positions? Or was he was like, dude, you need to switch positions. You'll be a lot better at this because you're not very good at this. Like, that, there's a way to say it. And I just feel like he came off across as that guy where you need to not yeah. do this because you are not good at it. You know, Drew, exactly how Bill O'Brien did that. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, it ain't working out at quarterback for you. It's either figure out a different position or you got to transfer or go like D2. Now he's playing in the college football playoff against Michigan. One versus four, getting ready to shock the world. Under Nick Saban. And Bill O'Brien's transferred to the NFL, and he's probably going to lose his job when uh, yeah. B- when Bill Belichick is gone. What What's his – so his track record – because he went to Penn State, right? His track record is Penn State, Houston. Alabama. Alabama. New England. New England, I think, yes. Penn State, he left to go get the job. At Houston, yep. Then he was fired. Yep. Right? Then he went to Alabama. Alabama. Essentially was fired as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And or left. 
And when Belichick leaves New England this year, guess what? Guess who's not going to be the offensive coordinator in New England? Yeah, Bill O'Brien. So maybe before you give your opinions to young kids, maybe you don't say things anymore, Bill. Make sure you can keep a job for a little bit and not get, you know. Fired for words you might regret. That's yeah. the, that is exactly what radio is. Make sure you say the right words <laughs> because you don't want to regret because you might get fired. We'll come back. 913-586-7610. That's the text line. Coming up on the other side is the Chiefs Red Half Hour. They do it every day on Cody and Gold for Drew. I'm Dusty Likens. You are listening to 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, baby. Happy Friday. Dusty Likens with you. Drew Nixon with you as well. The KC kid and the Cincinnati kid uh, here for Cody and Gold today on your Friday. Uh, new, new Year's Eve. As we uh, gear up for the holiday weekend, I again want to reassure you all, I hope you have a safe, fun New Year's. I hope you have your bubbly at halftime and or halftime. You're going to have bubbly at halftime probably uh, at midnight. I hope a lot of you get lucky and get that midnight kiss for a joyous new year. Did you just give us a New Year's Eve Eve? Mm-hmm. Are you one of those people that say Christmas Eve Eve? Love Christmas Eve Eve. Okay. Big Eve Eve guy. All right. Also love Eve. Uh, ooh, don't want to say a porn star's name. <laughs> um, Eve the rapper. Eve the rapper. I okay. always love the little bear claw tats. I was going to say settle down. Okay. It's a great song by the 1975, by the way. Um, no, we do the Chiefs Red Half Hour. I want to start with what's been on everybody's mind, and the number one target in Kansas City, Matt Nagy, was asked on if last week was the bottom pit of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, you can't run from that. That was a that was a uh, uh, n- uh, not a good performance by any of us on on offense, coaches and players. So, I mean, you we have to accept that. I think we have, and you got to use that now. Um, and now, what are you going to do about it? I don't know, Matt. That's up to you. Is my uh, what are you going to do about it? Um, I want to get one thing off my chest when it comes to the Matt Nagy thing, right? I want to I want to dive into this because it plays into the next uh, take in this Chiefs Red Half Hour. The whole city has completely, completely gone back to loving Eric Bieniemy, and if you'd have told me. At this point last year, that the the town of Kansas City would have been like, man, they're gonna miss Eric Bieniemy. Just you watch, and you're like, eh, not really. It's time for him to fly. It's you know time for him to go. You know, 
spread his wings elsewhere. And unfortunately, he didn't get a head coaching job. He got an offensive coordinating job in Washington under Ron Rivera. And now, you know, you're seeing maybe what all comes with the offensive coordinator's role. Now, hold on for a second. I'm not saying that anybody's uneducated to coaching staffs in football. But you're seeing how much maybe personality can affect things. And the way that I'll give you an analogy of this is think about when you were in school and you had your normal teacher, right? But then the substitute teacher was there for like two or three days. The normal kids that were pretty straight edge, did do anything, they kind of slacked off, right? Go to a, a restaurant job. The GM is not in today. All the service managers are there. People pout. People, you know, complain about the guests more. People say, oh, I got stiffed on table 35. F this job. General manager's there. They're probably like, ooh, I can't. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going not gonna to say that. Substitute teacher's there. Oh, I can shoot the paper into the basket, which Miss Stevens normally hates. Oh, I can, you know, do whatever, which, you know, Miss Creech. She doesn't like when I make a paper airplane, but she's not here. And when the regular teacher was there, you were always on your best behavior. And last year, it was clearly evidently obvious, and we've heard it from, from players from the past, like Dante Hall. We've seen it when the way that LaShawn McCoy was, you know, talking about how his time was here. Le'Veon Bell was talking about it. And some guys, when they get, um, I guess it's not criticism, but it's constructive criticism. Like, hey, stop, stop fumbling the damn ball, or I'm going to bench your ass for the rest of the game. I don't care if you're an all-pro, Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame running back. Stop fumbling the damn ball. And when you see a coach say that or you see how it affects a player, you don't want to mess up. You don't want to lose your cool. And I'm not saying that Matt Nagy is not doing that. I don't think he is. I don't know that because I'm not on the roster. I'm not on the team. I'm not in the locker room. But every once in a while, someone needs to get cussed out. And, you know, I've said this in the past when, you know, I was in sports and I played on a very, very, very poor middle school basketball team. I wasn't great, but our team was bad and I was one of our better players and I smart off my coach one time and he yelled the skin off my face. And at the end of the day, he goes, you know why I did that? He goes, you're our leader. You're our guy. And if I do that to you, it'll send a ripple effect to the locker room and it'll make everybody else be attentive, accountable and all that. And I think that's what people are noticing that we miss the most in Eric Bieniemy, as you miss in Matt, or that you're not getting in Matt Nagy, because I'm okay with Mahomes and how he acted in Buff when they played Buffalo. Now he apologized for the Josh Allen thing, but that would to me was like, okay, this is breaking point. This is where he's had enough. He can't do it anymore. He's had you know frustration to frustration, and then he did it again, and then he did it again, and it's like, okay, there's definitely no accountability because you wouldn't think Mahomes would have three straight weeks where he's essentially losing his cool, right? Buffalo, we saw what happened when Kadarius Toney lined up offsides. New England, Kadarius Toney drops the pass, leads to an interception, led to a touchdown. We saw how Mahomes went back in his demeanor when he sat on the bench and just started cussing up a storm. And then last week when he's like, give me the effing play. And he's, you can see it. He just There's frustration everywhere. And Travis Kelsey as well. So to hear Matt Nagy say, yeah, you can't run from it. What are you going to do about it? It's kind of like, no, no, no. All eyes are on you, Matt Nagy. Now, we don't need to see after every single drop or after every single misplayed uh, football or route, you pulling your microphone down and going in someone's face and screaming their face off. 
But we always remember when somebody didn't do something well and Eric Bieniemy was the offense coordinator, there was always some sort of conversation. There was always some sort of like him and Travis Kelsey or him and Mahomes kind of jabbing back and forth. And that's just what Eric Bieniemy called being a competitive prick. And sometimes you need that or you need that red ass on your team to get the best out of people. Because if everything is just rainbows and butterflies and sunny skies and things don't go right and people lose their temperature or temperature, lose their temper, you're going to see that happen more and more and more until they just can't get away with it. And that's what I think has happened. And now that you've gotten to a low point or rock bottom with that offense and what that game was, negative 18 yards, 14 points in seven and a half seconds, and you lose to the Vegas Raiders where their quarterback throws 62 yards and doesn't throw a completion for the second, third, and fourth quarter. Accountability, realization, and get back to what you are, which is that Kansas City Chiefs team and that accountability on the sidelines. Do you want that from coaching, or do you want that from Mahomes as well? Because I, Joe Flacco yesterday was ripping into his guys yeah. on the sideline, yeah. and and we, we don't get that. From and Flacco's been there for for five minutes. Yeah, you know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He is the leader of this mm-hmm. football team. And even I mean, in, in the presser, he was asked, and I'll, I'll play a piece of audio here. Should is it time to give some of the wide receivers or Kadarius Tony tough mm-hmm. love? Um, I, I I don't, man. I mean, there's there's a difference when you when you when you want to have tough love on someone because they're not putting the work, and when someone's putting in the work and the, the results haven't come. I mean, all you can do is go to practice every single day. Um, and put your best foot forward and, and continue to get better and better. And you go to the game and you give everything you have to, to do whatever you can to help the team. And the results kind of handle itself. I mean, the ball's not always going to bounce your way. You're not always going to win 14, 13 games every single season. It's uh, Can you stay with the process every single day and, and put your team in the best position to succeed? Um, and then let's see what happens. And so... Um, we're, I mean, we're not, uh, I mean, we're, we're still first place in the AFC West. I, I, I don't, it, that, that's a good explanation in week seven. You yeah. know, it's been 16 weeks and I get that it might not be you. It might not be the personality, but there comes a point where you have to try something different because the, whatever you've tried doing, patting everybody on the back, trying to make it seem like it's fine and we're just going to keep on working and it's going to get better. It's not. No. And the expectation for the city and for the team is to win the Super Bowl. And right now, a lot of people, a lot of fans aren't confident in them maybe even winning a playoff game right now because of the way that things have looked. And you, the, the team is the way it's going to be. But I think getting into them is a way that you can respect it coming from Patrick Mahomes more than you do, I don't know, Isaiah Pacheco or right. even Matt Nagy maybe even. Mahomes doing it means more, I think, than Matt Nagy doing it. Yeah. Because Patrick Mahomes is the guy that's in there working out with you. He's the one that is putting in the work just as much as you, and I think that means something when the guy who's doing it, other than the coach, the player is getting on you, like saying, hey, man, we need you. Like, you, you, we need to figure it out. We all got to do it. You need to come ready to go every single day and hold on to the football. I'm giving mm-hmm. you the ball. Do your job and catch the ball. It, just seeing that on the sideline, I think, would be nice for a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at, you know, different things that you could say, like, okay, Mahomes got into the offensive line. Maybe they played a little bit better and, and, after it that. Worked. Yeah, and it got there. Um, and in the text line, it said, I'd love to see Mahomes get into a wide receiver's ass after a drop pass. But at what point 
does Patrick Mahomes need to just like not waste his energy after countless of times of those mistakes keep happening to where it just is the sign is how, you know, I'm pissed at you. They're going to run you for 60 snaps. You're going to get one target and you're going to have zero catches. You're just going to get cardio on Christmas day. Like that's one of those two. And like Pete had said earlier, when we had him on the show. Hey, I mean, MVS, I, t- I gave the number over under 50 snaps. He said under, he goes, I don't think Patrick Mahomes trusts him. You don't have to have a football mind to know yeah. that there's zero trust there. And maybe McCall Hartman is back again. Pete Sweeney, who joined us earlier, will have your uh, injury report when it becomes available to us here in probably the next 30 or so minutes when the Chiefs host their last practice of the week for that Cincinnati game. Speaking of Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, man, everyone's most hated villain. They know know I'm good. They know how to play us. That's what it is. But it's not like they got a superstar on their defense. I don't even know who that is. Is that number six? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. Just a guy to me. Ain't Jesse Bates to me. You want me to go comparisons? I, not the same. But you know, I'm just adding fire to the few right now. They're gonna take this run with it. Hope they put it in the locker. But it's alright though. As long as I'm mentally ready to play, I gotta be. This feels by design a little bit. What? To give them a little bit after the fight, like you just mentioned. Is it or did you just decide? I don't know. I don't know, man. I lo- I love it. Yeah. I love it too. Because he, he is Chad Johnson. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I do love it. I do think it's fine. Um, this is the rivalry in the AFC. There is to me, none other. Maybe we can build one with Baltimore and Cleveland. If they kind of have a clash uh, in the playoffs or in the future with the way those two teams are, are trending very high upwards in the AFC North. But here's why I love it. I don't love it because I'm in love with Jamar Chase. That's not the the point at all. I love it because this is one of those gut check moments. This is the gut cleanser that you need. You call this a kombucha comment, right? This is something that the Chiefs just had their most embarrassing loss since maybe the Super Bowl or the Tennessee Titans game or when you lost to Russell Wilson 24 to 9. I don't think that's the case, but this is to me when you lost to the Raiders and the way that you lost and the way it was, it was played out 17 of the 20, I think 27 completions of Patrick Mahomes passes. They were completed at the line or behind the line of scrimmage, right? That's not Patrick Mahomes. One catch over 10 yards, two catches at 10 yards and 17 at or behind the line of scrimmage. Not good. We all know what Jamar Chase is. Jamar Chase is a damn good wide receiver. He's a top five in the NFL. He's allowed to talk a bunch of trash. That's what he's going to do. That's how they do it. There's more hate in sports than there is in the world. You're never going to find me complaining ever again. And what you also might have done is you also might have awoken a sleeping giant. Now, I'm not here to say that this offense is a sleeping giant, but the quarterback that controls that offense is a giant. He is a giant of a talent, and if he gets pissed in the right way, you might have done something that you didn't want to do. And the one thing that you could have done that might help the entire Chiefs kingdom is gotten this team to realize, hey, you know what? They don't respect us, nor should they. How do we do that? And when you say they, you say the fraternity of the NFL. Now, we know that Jamar Chase is always going to have words. We know Cincinnati is always going to have words for Kansas City as long as these two teams keep going in the direction they're going. And it's okay for Jamar Chase to say this. They are eight and six, or they are eight and seven. The Chiefs are nine and six. One game separates these two teams. And if the Chiefs were to lose this game, playoffs get very, very, very uncomfortable because then it's a must win next week against a Chargers team that, again, has East and Stick as their 
starting quarterback, which I don't think you have to worry about it, but it's one of those games where this team just came from an emotional, devastating, rock-bottom, embarrassing loss to a divisional opponent. And what's on the other side? Your biggest rival trash-talking Cincinnati Bengals, who have been on record as calling it Burrowhead, their mayor went goofy, and then Jamar Chase in a Week 17 game where there isn't Joe Burrow. It isn't the same Chiefs offense. This is a Chiefs defense that's well more respected than their offense. Never seen that before under the Mahomes era. And then Jamar Chase has those sort of comments to kind of throw at the defense. I would have loved it more if he'd have thrown some shots at the offense. But again, you're going out of defense. And again, we talk about the injury report. Legereus seen the calf injury. We'll see what his practice availability is today here in about 20 to 30 minutes. But I love it because if this is maybe what the Chiefs needed because nobody has really taken shots at the Chiefs, if this is what they needed, they needed a little bit piss-off juice, this is where it starts. It comes from the mouth of Jamar Chase. It goes into the locker room as bulletin board material, and maybe this is something where, like, if you want accountability, you play this on the speaker, have Matt Nagy walk in and be like, this is what they're saying about you. This is what they think about you. They don't respect you even though you have all-pro corners, you have an all-pro defensive lineman, you have an all-pro linebacker, and they don't even respect you to give you where the respect is. The best thing on your team is the defense, and he just poo-pooed all over it. Ergo, that could get the offense to get a little bit better and juice them up to be like, all right, let's give the defense something to talk about. Let's let them shut this team down to 10 points and let's go put up 35 on their ass and then we'll go back to the Jamar Chase comments because we know Andy ain't going to allow anybody to rebuttal against Jamar Chase until the program or until the project is done. But I love it. I'm not against what Jamar Chase did because hopefully it's gasoline on the fire. It's also Jamar Chase going out there and still standing up for what the rivalry is on the Cincinnati side. Give me all the juice. Give me all the WWE promos. And let's just have us a Royal Rumble match on Sunday. I feel like that's something that you can respect, too, because like Jamar's really the only guy talking. You don't hear Mike Hilton. Mm-hmm. Or anything saying, oh, we're going to go back to Burrowhead and all this stuff. Like It's good when you're up and everything. Jamar is s- steady, even keel. Mm-hmm. We have no Joe Burrow? Fine. They don't have anybody that can stop us. Yeah. That's why they double everybody. All they got is Sneed. I, I think I think yeah. it'll be – I mean, there's a. it's interesting because the rivalry's gotten so good and some players have, like, flip-flopped from each – like, obviously, the Bengals mm-hmm. uh, have guys that have played in this rivalry. They, they know what it's like. They got Orlando Brown Jr., who recently left the Chiefs, so there's some fuel there for him. There's some fuel for the Chiefs, too. I think th- that's another thing that is – there's a lot of undertones, I think, that make a lot of this game – for you to get motivated outside of even Jamar Chase's comments. Like, look, they got Orlando Brown Jr. We didn't think he was good enough. Let's go in and just embarrass his ass. You know, try to, like, there there should be a level of, you know, Chris Jones is going to go switch over to the left side one-on-one. I don't know, George Kaloftis. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's, there, there's a, there should be an extra emphasis on some of those things. It, it, it is interesting, though, where the defense, it seems like, has more, external motivation, I think, than internal motivation of, hey, uh, Jamar's talking about the defense. They got Orlando Brown Jr. The defense is already good enough as it is. They're going to be fired up and ready to go. Uh, the offense just needs to have that internal fire to yeah. to, to just... And I I know we, we've been saying, oh, they you know they, they can be better. They can be better, but we keep hearing it and it's not happening. So at what point do we expect less of them, I guess, and be happier when they deliver 20 points. 
and don't turn the ball over. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know what a win would be in your mind. If the Chiefs win, obviously it's a big win. But if yeah. the if the offense doesn't turn the ball over, scores twenty, and the Chiefs win twenty to ten, is that a win for the offense, or do we still come back and think I don't know? They only scored twenty points. I don't know if they're really if this is as good as they're going to be. Sort of conversation, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it's one of those things. What comes from the game? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. If you ask me in a perfect world what this game would look like for a total, you know, flawless victory, I guess yeah. if you want to take a Mortal Combat term, to me would be the offense shows that they can score. Like, I'm not saying that they just do the the Miami game where it was a fumble, scoop, and score, two touchdowns, 21 nothing halftime, sit back, let the defense clean it up. More so of, like, when they play the Raiders. Like, let's say this game gets out to a – Cincinnati goes up 13 to three and you're like, all right, here we go. Chiefs, butt have not turned the ball over, haven't had any drops. And then all of a sudden it just starts clicking. The other thing that'll be a start off early victory for me is watching the first 15 because last week, the first 15 that are supposed to be scripted and clean and crisp did not look that there yeah. was a fumble on the, or there was a miss, uh, miscommunication on the second play of the game. I believe they went three and out. Then they go back down, fumble another like direct snap that nobody knew what was going on. Very next play after that pick six games over. Games are mentally it's over and they can't have that. But if you can come out against Cincinnati team, let's say again, let's say you get down 13 to three start of the second quarter, march down the field, get 13 to 10, get the ball back, get them a three and out with your defense, tie it up, going to halftime, 13, 13, clean slate, zero, zero second half. All of a sudden that offense keeps showing signs. Okay. We can score. We're running our old jet sweeps. McCall Hardman, Travis Kelsey's finding ways to get open in the zone. Oh, there's our rookie Rasheed Rice doing what he does best, catching a five yard pass and then going for 25. That would be. And then obviously the win that would be the ultimate victory. Yeah. Clean slate. Show that you can come from behind and, and and face adversity like you've done in the past and don't turn the ball over and limit the drops. Now, obviously, things can go south, but the other part of it is I want to see the first 10 to 15 plays. I know that gets you know redundant week in and week out when people hear that. Oh, I want to see the first 15 because they're scripted. But seriously, the last couple of weeks, it's just not looked great. It looked you know, lackadaisical, it looked a little apathetic and it's just, you know, or lethargic. And you look at these things from a from a from a, you know out of the microscope. Watch a football game of a team that looks like a team that you've seen before, not this team that played against the Las Vegas Raiders. That's what I would consider uh, a big victory for the Chiefs. And obviously, uh, hanging a W over Cincinnati. And then, 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 uh, I would love to see Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie look into like a camera and be like, Legereus Need from Louisiana Tech, Trent McDuffie from Northwestern. That's who I am. That's my first name and last name. That's where I went to college. There you go, Jamar Chase. Now you know who we are. Uh, coming up on the other side, we get to watch trending also. Uh, Going back to why I think it's important for this game to be played a little bit earlier in the season than week 17, even though we've seen this week 17 be fireworks, week 17 game be fireworks before. It's Drew Nixon, Dusty Likens. You're listening to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.